Hey everybody, well, welcome to Drive Through Review 587. Today we're going to take a look at Honshu. This is a brand new game coming out now from Renegade Game Studios. It's kind of a multi-part game. We've got sort of a trick-taking aspect and then a tile-laying aspect, although you're using cards. So you're going to be playing cards from your hand, sort of bidding on them in a way, and bidding with certain colored cubes that you're going to generate from the cards that you're then going to place into kind of your landscape and grow different cities and rivers and all kinds of stuff into your area. So it has sort of like a real basic kind of SimCity type of feel as well. So let's jump into the mechanics and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, here's everything you're going to get in the box. The first thing to note is each of the players will be dealt one of these starting cards and these have an A side and then also a B side. You'll decide collectively as a group of players if you want to use the A or B side. Let's just use A for this example. So you're going to take and put this in front of you and then each player is going to be dealt a hand of six of these cards. And these are very similar to your starting card. They've got different layouts and things. You're going to notice different sort of terrain features, lakes, woods, cities, and so on. And then you've also got numbers which are going to come into play as you play the card. So you're going to start with six of these in your hand. And then you're also going to shuffle up and deal out one of these special goal cards. And these are going to give you kind of extra ways to score points in addition to the points that are described here on each player's scoring card. So you can take a look here. We'll just go over this very quickly. I'll go over it again at the end. But all the forest squares are going to give you two points each. You're going to look at your largest contiguous city and get one point for each square in that largest city. You're going to be able to ship these goods to these factories and you get a certain number of points based on the factory. We'll go over that some more. And then you're going to score uh, lake zones and you can see the first tile in each or excuse me square in each lake zone is worth nothing but then after that they're going to be worth three points each so that's kind of your basic scoring combined with the special bonus scoring so let's go ahead and set up a little bit so here we've got cards laid out for two players and what you're going to do is you're going to take these turn order cards equal to the number of players so in this case we'll just do the two you shuffle these up to start the game and then deal them out and that's the order that players are going to play cards to at least to start the game. You're also going to notice here, if we zoom in just a little bit, you can see these little squares here on both of these cards. And players will start by putting a matching cube of the color in each of those squares. And these are resources that you're either going to use as you play cards to kind of beef up the value of the cards, or you're going to want to keep these, uh, like I said, to ship to factories at the very end of the game. Now here in the middle, we just randomly dealt one of these uh, bonus cards here and this one allows you actually to ship two fact two cubes to a factory normally you can only ship one so that's our special bonus there's a variety of these different bonuses here you can see they all come with different numbers there and you can reference those in the rule book to better explain what the iconography is they're all pretty straightforward so how the game's going to work like i said everybody gets six cards to start and then in turn order you're going to play cards so let's say we're player one we would play this one here that would be a 36 We'd put that in the middle of the table, and then maybe here player two would play a 39. So in turn order, you're going to play cards, and then you're going to look at the cards and the value, the number of the card that was played, and you're going to reset turn order. So in this case, 36 to 39, well, 39 was higher, so they'll go first, and then 36 will go second. And then you can choose from any of the cards that have been played. In a two-player game, it's very straightforward. You just pick one of the two cards but you can get it play up to five players and you'll have a lot more choice. 
So he would now get the first selection and maybe he would choose Billy's card or, or vice or choose their own card. And then when you take a card, you're going to attach it to your realm. Let's say they wanted to take and keep this card and then they would go and attach it. Now the other thing that you can do as you play a card at the time that you play it, you can take one of your cubes, any color, if you're the first player to do this and put that with that. And that's going to bump up the value of the card by 60. Now all the cards go one through 60. So you've effectively quote unquote trumped the value. So you put this out and it's 60 plus that. So other players can do that as they play, but they must match the color that you put out. So the first player to put out a cube like that can kind of set the tone and maybe gauge what other cubes people have available to them. If they really want to keep this card, or maybe they've, they're playing a little bit later in the turn and they really want a card that previously been played. So you can also accompany that with a cube. And then you're gonna walk it down, do the orders and then attach the card. Now, when you attach the card, it's very simple rules. You have to cover at least one square or you can also tuck the card, but you have to at least tuck one square like that. Now, in this case, we might wanna just go and do this because deserts are pretty much worthless. And now we're starting to build this contiguous city here. Because remember I said you get one point for your largest city for each square. So this automatically here, we got four points. We've also got a forest available. Those are just worth straight two points. Maybe the next card that we get, we would come over here and this would be a tricky one to place. Now, if you place it over a cube, that cube's gonna go away. So you don't wanna play on top of the cube until you've actually spent it. Once it's spent, that space is kind of a dead space. But let's say we had spent that earlier. We'll go ahead and play this here. Now this gives us the start of a lake. Now you can never cover a lake or stick a lake underneath anything like that. So that's one thing to remember. And you also notice that some of these places here have new square spots. So here we would have gotten a new brown cube and then over here we would have gotten a yellow and a gray cube. Now if you notice over here is a factory here with this little star. So we kind of want to keep this yellow cube until the end of the game and not spend it to bid for cards. Then at the end of the game you can take one cube from each matching color and put it in the factory and you'll get this number of points that go up to two, three, and four points. But you also remember that this particular goal here allows you to actually ship two cubes. So we can actually get another yellow cube out. Let's say we went ahead and played this card uh, at some point, we'll just put it here randomly. And so now this would give us another yellow cube, which we can then ship because of the special bonus goal here, we can have two there. So it gives four points. So you just keep doing like that. So after you play through three of the cards, you'll have three left. You're gonna pass the remaining three to the player on your left you get the other three from the player on your right. You're gonna play those out and then draw back up to six total cards again and play three more. And then once you've played three of those, you're gonna take those remaining three, pass those to the right, get the other cards from the other player on the right. So you're gonna play a total of 12 cards and then you're just gonna to total up all the points. Again, let's walking through the scorecard. Two points for any forest, that's visible. One point for the largest city for each square. Then you get again your points for the factories. In this case, we're gonna get extra points because of the card. And then again, the lakes, you try to build that out and you can get quite a few points, well, in all these different ways, but the lakes can also start to add up, but they're a little bit tricky to, to build. And that's really just the rules of the game. Very, very straightforward. Okay, so that is Honshu. It's a very, very quick game. Uh, it takes about 30 minutes. The box says 30 minutes. And I think once players are familiar with it, there's no question that you can get it done in 30, maybe a little bit more with up to the fifth player. Uh, it's very, very simple, 
Obviously, you just play a card and then you grab whatever cards are out there that are left for you to grab and try to attach it in the most optimal way in terms of points with a little bit of planning for the future because you don't want to crowd out a city that you could grow and grow and grow. You don't want to uh, you know, position the lakes in such a way. You never want to cover a forest. You want to try to have some cubes for bidding because you want to be able to you know bump up the value of your cards so you can get the best choice but you do want to keep cubes back so you can score some of the factories especially some of the four point factories and again the bonus goal card which is randomized every game is going to add a little bit of information there in terms of what's best to do uh, the game should be not very interactive and a lot of parts of it aren't because you're just kind of building your own little city doing your own thing and trying to build your own points but when you get to the possibility of sort of bidding with your cube and bumping up or trumping the trick that's being played, uh, that gets interesting because then you're looking at what other cubes people have, which ones they will be sort of more okay with giving away because they don't have factories for them, and then looking at the value of the cards because some cards are certainly better than others and that's going to change based on you know how people have shaped their cities. So you do 100% need to be aware of what's going on and all that kind of stuff. I think for that reason, this is probably best that the three and the four player count. Once you get up to five, there's just a little bit too much going on. I mean, not in a negative sense, just in the sense that I can't keep track of it. And it's probably not worth trying to keep too much track of once you get to that higher of a player count. But you want some more variability, so it's gonna be a little bit better than the two player playing with the three and four. Uh, so yeah, so it's very, like benign in a lot of ways, but it's also very pleasurable and easy to play. And it has that one thing that really has struck me uh, more than a game has that I can really remember is it has a kind of the perfect play length, the perfect play time. It's right at that half an hour. It doesn't wear out its welcome. It's interesting all the way through. And it certainly has that kind of escalating arc where the first couple of rounds are like, yeah, whatever, I'm just putting cards down. I'm just kind of trying not to hurt myself in future turns, kind of letting the game come to me. But then after, definitely after that kind of first hand of six cards, then you're starting to see where you can maybe do a little bit of the hate drafting and kind of cut somebody off of the legs a little bit in terms of like, okay, they can add this card. That's going to give them kind of an out for their city or an out for the lake and that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff really starts to, to come in. And then the AP gets like a little bit more and more, but then just as it maybe gets too much AP and it's not really worth worrying about too much in that last turn or two, then the game's over and then you're able to resolve it. So it has that perfect filler length with that good, that good arc and escalation of terms of what's going on, keeps you more interested and just kind of sucks you in as you're playing the game. And then it's over. And then it's definitely easy, something that you can play uh, like back to back at a lunch hour and that kind of thing. So I definitely uh, recommend this game. It's got a nice look to it. And it's going to have a good amount of replayability, uh, you know, for this kind of filler game. And I definitely recommend it. So definitely uh, take out, take a look at uh, Hanshu. Thanks.